So welcome, everyone. How is my voice in the back? A, a little higher? Can someone turn the... People are saying up higher. Oh, that's okay. All right. <laughs> well, fine then. Okay. <laughs> we're here uh, this afternoon. We're going to continue the hard practices uh, of the Brahma Viharas. This, these divine abodes. Uh, these are the Brahma Viharas are four expressions of love that the Buddha taught. So we're really looking at the different manifestations of the heart that reveal themselves once we have um, kind of separated a bit and, and even more and more from the hindrances or from that grip that happens in our mind and heart. So as we continue to soften and settle in and feel a sense of calm and ease, these abodes are natural qualities of heart that start to reveal themselves. Or sometimes I say they start to flirt with you. As if uh, they've been waiting for you to come home. So this afternoon I'd like to talk about mudita, which is a quality of heart that's about sympathetic joy. It's referred to as sympathetic joy, sometimes appreciative joy, sometimes selfless joy. And uh, it's the fullness of the heart that um, delights in the well-being of others. So I'd like to say it a little bit and then um, offer a practice for us to, to share together. I think joy, I was listening to uh, Kenneth Arrow talk the other night and you know, he talked about the orphans of consciousness, and joy is one of those orphans of consciousness. It's, um, it's a quality that we experience, but sometimes fast forward through, because we're uh, so focused on suffering. Suffering just takes up all the space, and so our relationship with joy is not something that we always pause for. So this is an opportunity for us to just kind of see what's, what's already there, what's waiting for us in this area. We're conditioned around joy. You know, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a family where, you know, I was given a lot of message about don't be, don't be you know, getting too big and full of yourself now. Or, um, you know, be quiet. Or other things where you, you just kind of go a little, you get silly and outrageous and there's some uh, kind of blanket that's thrown on top of it. So sometimes the joy feels uh, silenced, if you will, and uh, then we, we, we begin to not trust the spontaneous joy that's there, or we, you know, we question it, and it blinks, and then it's gone quickly. So this is an opportunity to just be with um, a softening that supports an opening to something that's waiting for us to return. There's a false refuge that we uh, live in when we're looking for joy in all the wrong places. <laughs> Especially when we're looking outside of ourselves, we're dependent on something outside of ourselves to feel good. Because the, the, the thing you can be sure of 
is whatever that thing is out there, it's not going to be there forever. It's going to come and it's going to go. Our relationships come and go. So I'm talking about a quality of heart that's not dependent on whether you have the right conditions in your life. Yet the conditions that we do have in our lives, the relationships that we have, the beauty that we see, is a pointer to a deeper river that's always running in the soul. So these experiences that we have can be really useful in pointing us and having us taste a little bit of the vastness, vastness of joy that is in us, that's waiting for us. So, you know, uh, there's a story uh, of the Buddha before he was enlightened when um, he had gone through these extreme uh, practices and was really uh, worn out and very thin and kind of malnourished and, you know, probably close to death. And he um, comes across or this, this woman, mind you, this uh, Sujata comes across the path and uh, offers him some rice milk. And as the story goes, he's nourished into um, a sense of uh, comfort that allows him to make some different choices about what he uh, will be doing with his life. So he's nourished from this uh, offering from Sujata. And in that same period of time, um, this, the, I'm told that he also had a, a reflection of being at a festival when he was a very young boy. And that this recollection, this, 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 ref, this memory that arose after this nourishment actually allowed him to um, recognize that there's some joys from this, the delight from this reflection on the festival, that there's some joys worth beholding, some joys worth really pausing and, and allowing. It's doing no harm. So up to that point, it had been a lot of limitations and restrictions on what you should do and shouldn't do. Uh, and, and yet from this nourishment, from this offering of um, what I would call the feminine, um, and the, 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 the sinking into an experience of um, joy that he had as an early child was uh, a potent moment. Now, um, there's another little way I'd like to tell this story, and it has to do with um, if the Buddha had been in my neighborhood growing up and this had happened. So, you know, I'm thinking of my great-grandmother who would have said something like, look at you, you must have lost your mind, as skinny as you are. You know, get over here and eat these yams and this fried chicken and, you know, um, have some, um, get some rest and come over here and let me hold you. Um, and then get over there under that Bodhi tree, that's your grandmother, and I'm going to send you some Maras who, who's going to really help you get clear about things because you got work to do and make sure when you're done to put your hand on the earth because that's your great grandmama and don't be forgetting who she is. So, so that's, 
that's the, uh, you've seen the, the video going around of Luther, who's imitating Obama, coming the, imitating his, you know, standing and being his voice. That would have been my grandmother's, my great-grandmother's version of it. Yeah, so um, it's nice to, uh, I love this story in a way because it's, uh, it's looking at the nourishment, the nourishing quality of joy. Uh, that is not just a ha-ha-ha. There's a certain way that we're fed. Uh, there's a certain truth that we settle into, that we return to with joy. So it's a fabulous gateway. So I want you to just think for a moment, uh, just with me, as I give some examples of the, the, the various ways we can, t can tap the tip of the iceberg of a sea of... Um, joy with, with uh, some of these pointers, the experiences in our lives being pointers. So there's the bubbling enthusiastic joy. So we may have had a few of those in our lives. The lightheartedness, the joy that lightheartedness brings. There's the belly laugh, goofy, playful joy that we can have in our lives that uh, lightens us up. My mother, uh, I remember as a child saying to my mother, oh, mom, you know, my head scratches. She says, well, itch it, you know. All you have to do is itch it. And it took me a minute to get that I should have said my head itches, but anyway. And then there's the quiet stillness of joy, the joy we feel from quiet and stillness, a sense of contentment the warmth we can feel there. There's a joy that can come from meaning what you say. And there's the joy from being moved by the goodness, by goodness and truth. There's a joy there. There's the joy from being touched by beauty and nature, the sunset, or by, by a dance, a move, a piece of music a piece of artistry. There's the joy in the mundane of attending to the details of your life, taking care of your business, washing dishes, folding clothes, attending to yourself and to others. And then there's the joy for just no good reason. I was uh, on Facebook and saw a, a video of this woman laying in a bed, gorgeous, big-bodied woman, and she, there must have been six babies laying in her arms, some near her thigh, close to her chest, and one of them started laughing, and the other started laughing. And they, they, they were just bouncing off of each other. The mother's belly was laughing, the babies were laughing. Then there would be a pause, and then there would be another round of giggling. And this is that contagious joy. There's no reason for it. It just feels good. We have those kinds of joys as well. And there's the joy of presence, of um, being seen and being present in a particular moment. I recall being in India, and I had a chance encounter with the Dalai Lama. I was there for six weeks with a group of women and, you know, it wasn't a Buddhist trip, it was just, we were looking at the architecture and the classical dance and the stories of the textiles. And we were in an abandoned hotel. 
and I heard this, uh, we were up early in the morning because we stayed there because a flight was canceled. And then the, I heard this roar of footsteps moving fast come through the, the lobby. And I looked up and there was a row of, a sea of the robes. And he passed by, it was me and one other woman, because I'm always on time, you know, the rest of them missed it. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, the Dalai Lama came by and he paused and looked at us in that penetrating, loving way. And we were so deeply touched, we were, we were on our knees. We couldn't explain what happened to our friends. And I kind of enjoyed them, you know, because they were late. They had to be punished. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this kind of joy that knocks you on your feet and, and, and uh, you know, like looking at the Grand Canyon. I mean, just being present to something that is so pure and beautiful. And you feel... Um, yourself in that connection in a very deep way. And there's a joy that also can shine through despair. You know, that which shines despite the darkness. My mother passed away um, his last year, um, a year ago on Monday, and she lived not too far from here. So um, I was struck by her um, Death wasn't something that weighed me down at all. It was a certain uh, tenderness and joy for the life she lived and for the relationship journey that only a mother can give us. You're right. So um, it's Albert Camus. I says that in the middle of winter, I am. I at last discovered that there was in me an invincible summer. So even in the face of what's difficult, even in the face of these difficult times, we can find our summer. There's a joy in us that's not um, trying to negotiate the conditions that we find ourselves in. And there's selfless joy where we delight in the joy of others. And there's a joy of service, of giving to the world. And Argy Lord who's this Caribbean-American writer, um, womanist civil rights activist. She, sh she says that sh the sharing of joy, whether physical, emotional, psychic, or intellectual, forms a bridge for understanding what is not shared, and it lessens the threat of distance. So joy being something that brings us together where we find that ground that we're all in. So I'd like for us to just do a practice together at this point. I invite you to just occupy um, a posture that feels good for you right now. I invite you to close your eyes and Begin to turn your attention inward and just notice for a moment the quality of heart, mind, and body that's here, right here.
It's allowing whatever it is to be right here. You can imagine the inside of the body gently softening throughout the head and face, the neck and shoulders, softening on the inside. chest and belly. Upper back and lower back. Hips. Thighs and lower legs and feet. Noticing the contact of our hands. our sits bones. Being aware of the body sitting and breathing. to tap into joy is to is through the gateway of gratitude and just take a few minutes to reflect on what are you thankful for in this moment invite you to experience the question, not just hear it. What are you thankful for? Noticing the experience of your thoughts, whether it's warmth or sense of fullness or whatever the sensations or thoughts may be. Allow them to be there. What are you thankful for?
relaxing your awareness. As you reflect on the question and experience it. Gently noticing the quality of your heart. I'm going to offer some statements and just continue to receive the words as an opening to an experience inside your heart and mind. Relaxing your awareness and being touched by what you're hearing and experiencing in the body. Let yourself be touched by the words. With gratitude, I remember the people, animals, and all living creatures whose joyful exertion bless my life every day. I remember with gratitude. I remember the care and labor of a thousand generations of elders and ancestors who came before me. With gratitude, I remember.
with gratitude. I, I remember my ancestors because it took all of them, the good, the bad, and the ugly, for me to be sitting here. With gratitude, I thank you. I offer gratitude for the blessings of this earth that I have been privileged to live upon. I offer gratitude for the measure of health I have been given. I offer gratitude for the family and friends I have been given. I offer gratitude. I offer gratitude for this Sangha and for the community I have been given. This community that's holding our practice.
I offer gratitude for the teachings and the lessons I have been given throughout my life. I offer gratitude for the life I've been given. This precious birth. Noticing the quality of the heart-mind, this body. The goodwill of offering gratitude. May I be happy. May I be happy. And as you reflect in this way of you may want to think of someone in your life that needs joy, needs a feeling of happiness, needs your mudita. Imagine them sitting right before you, right next to you.
And allow the radiance of the goodness that you're feeling now, whatever small or large it may be. And allow it to radiate out as an offering. to this dear one that's in need of your joy, your nourishing joy. And allow yourself to feel this offering, the radiance of this offering shining and extending from you. Notice the effect of this gesture. Notice the effect that it has on you. allowing someone who you deeply love to be a person or a pet and bring them to mind and with deep gratitude and heartfelt joy, offer your mudita to them. Allow this radiance from this stream of, that's always flowing, to move through your heart and out Offering this warmth and care, and gesture of gratitude and joy, this nourishment. taking some time now to, in your own mind, just bring into your mind's eye and heart anyone that you feel is in need of your joy.
May all beings be happy. May good fortune be known and may it continue. May this happiness, however large or small we may feel, may it grow. May it be felt and may it extend. May our offerings of joy be indiscriminate. May we never give up on the innate goodness that is in all of us. May all beings be happy and content. Live with a grateful heart, a generous heart, in the goodness that is the source of our being. This little heart of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little heart of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little heart of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine, let it shine let it shine. Thank you for your heart shining.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.